All right, welcome to Bar Hoppin'. I'm your host, Drew Landry. This is a podcast where I have a guest and we talk about their all-time favorite rap verse. My guest today is Kasim. He's a rapper in Baltimore. I've known Kasim for a long time. Uh, he was my RA at Towson University. The verse Kasim chose was Lupe Fiasco's verse on Touch the Sky by Kanye. And to be totally honest with you, here's a, a little spoiler alert. We don't really talk about the verse that much, but that, that was intentional on my part. I wanted to talk to Kasim because I, I love interviewing him. I love hearing about his journey, and I wanted to use this topic as a launch pad to talk about his influences. So I hope you enjoy it. Fair warning, it was recorded on Zoom, and the audio quality sucks ass. But we had a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Kanye is like, damn, yo, I will forever love Kanye's music because he's the first rapper I ever heard. So what happened was I grew up in this like strict Nigerian uh, Christian household, and I wasn't allowed to listen to hip-hop. You know, I had no idea what hip-hop was. Like, no idea. My mom was really, like, disciplined when it came to making sure that all I listened to was Christian music or Nigerian Yoruba music. And so what happened was Jesus Walks came on the radio because it, like, it crossed over to the Christian radio. And my mom and I thought it was a gospel song. And so because we thought it was a gospel song, she just let it play all the way through. And I specifically remember being blown away by his, like, his words like matching up with the drums. And I'm like, yo, like he's talking fast, but it's not too fast. I can hear him, but like he's on beat. I didn't know what rap was. You're like, what the fuck is this? Well, I was nine years old and my brain was just like, it was Jimmy Neutron brain blood. I was <laughs> and then like, I was going around just like running to everybody that I could talk to. And I'm like, yo, you ever heard this guy named Kanye West? Yo, he got the song called Jesus Walks. He's like talking on beat. What is that called? And then my cousin was like, yo, you mean rap? <laughs> I love the idea of thinking Kanye invented rap. Yo, like, nine-year-old me, yo. Like, I had no idea. And, um, yeah, so anything Kanye dropped, I just always paid attention to. And so late registration being his second album, I was just like, all right, bet, I'm listening to it. And then I get introduced to Lupe Fiasco. And it's just like, my brain was just going through it. Cause at this point I'm 10 years old and like, I'm still learning about hip hop, but it's just like, what is he doing where everything, it just sounds deep. Like 10 year old me was just like, I want to know what he's saying because it's like, there was no way 10 year old me knew everything he said. Back then I was excited about the song, but I didn't actually understand the layers of the song. In a way, at least for me when I was a kid, not getting every line almost added to the allure of it. For sure. It was like a puzzle. I was like, well, what does this mean? I don't know. To me, there was something cool about that in itself. For sure, 100%, 100%. And I think there's so many people that do that for me, like Jay-Z. Like the older I get, the more I appreciate Jay-Z. The older I get, the more I appreciate the likes of like Little Wayne. Because there's so many little way lines that I thought were catchy. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, no, this is actually really layered. Dude, it took me an embarrassing amount of time to understand real G's moving silence like lasagna. Oh, like, because it was a song I heard a million times. And then, like, <laughs> two years after the song came out, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it was just my mind was blown. But he has so many of those. For sure. And Lupe is, to me, he's. 
he doesn't get as much flowers as the likes of the Little Wayne's and the Kanye West's. But for me, on an impact level, definitely with his first two albums, they really like stood the test of time for me. I have like Lupe, the cool merch in my closet. Like, <laughs> I was obsessed with the cool. That was like such an important album to me. Remember MySpace? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so Paris Tokyo used to be my MySpace song. On my oh, dude, that was maybe my favorite <laughs> song on the cool. Or when you talk about lines that have a lot of layers, I think of Dumb It Down. Absolutely. So I know you got a new EP coming out. What's the... Yes, I do. I, I don't know when this podcast will be out, so I don't know when to... But when... What's the exact date that it's coming out? Got you. So I don't have the exact date just because I don't want to, like, stress myself out. I do know I want it out by next month. I want nice. it out to the public. Uh, very small collection. Because I've been dropping the song once a month since January 2018. And that was just to release my ideas as soon as they came. And it allowed me to live my life fine for releasing it. So it was a very fluid process. This time, something happened where it was just like, so essentially, um, the, the, album, the EP, I want to make sure I don't call it an album. The EP is about um, love, heartbreak, um, having compassion for yourself. Forgiving others, forgiving yourself, moving on, and it's because it was a crazy situation where um, the person I was with uh, pretty much like they stepped out on our commitment like the week after I performed at my cousin's wedding. Oh wow! And it rocked me to my core, but it was like really ironic how the duality of everything balanced out. Like here I am watching two people that I admire love each other and show their love and be super excited for their love. But here I am stressed out in my own situation. It's just you just you just get to a point where you have to protect your mental space. And that's where I got to. And in that protection of my mental space came inspiration. And that inspiration led to me understanding that I can write about how I feel. So I started watching like a bunch of interviews. I was watching like Igor, Tyler interviews, Edwards of Heartbreak interviews, listening to Blonde, just listening to these big bodies of work that are very vulnerable. Yeah, and these big breakup kept, albums. I just kept going and going, and it's just a rabbit hole. And it just led to these collections of songs, like certain songs I had in the past. Well, as soon as I had Sandpaper, I knew I wanted a project. And so the entire project is called Vulnerability Via Sounds. Ooh, I like that. I like that title. Thank you, yo. Thank you. And I'm really, really excited. Like, I'm learning graphic design right now. And so I'm going to end up doing the art direction. I'm going to collaborate with two friends, Jimmy Sordo and my friend Toby. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Okay, so you started the, the process for this EP really recently. Definitely super recently. For whatever reason, when you told the story about the cousin's wedding and the breakup, I just assumed that was from the past and you were drawing inspiration. Because I, th- I talked to you, uh, and I think I interviewed you for an article in April, and I was like, oh, wow, you've had an eventful year. Facts. <laughs> Facts, yeah. No, it's definitely, it's one of those things that, like, even though they're working my favor the way I want it, I'm glad it worked the way it worked because at least I got these body, this body of work. Like, I feel Absolutely. Like this body of work was definitely worth overcoming what I went through. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm still cool with the person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, because, like, on the other hand, 2020, like I said, we, we talked about it in April, like, this mortality is everywhere. So yeah. 
I'm really not trying to just let people go for the sense of like, fuck, you stay out of my life forever. But what I am trying to do is have boundaries and respect for myself. Why? I still have like forgiveness in my heart for her. You know what I mean? Things that didn't work out. Absolutely. Does she know about the project? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely really honest. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I don't want to be like the petty, like angry ex type person. It's just like, hey, things that work out. And I made art because I'm an artist type shit. Yeah. No, that yeah. that sounds really mature. Thank you, yo. And, and like, it took, that's why those interviews and like the studying and just understanding other people, like hearing Lauryn Hill talk about it in 1998 and me talk about it in 2020, I'm understanding how universal this feeling is. Oh, absolutely. And so I'm able to like not be extremely dramatic and make it all about me. Yeah. Well, when you talk, uh, when you were mentioning breakup albums, uh, Igor comes to mind, which is one of my favorite albums, period, but a breakup album that's kind of mature and that it's not necessarily angry. And, like, it was 100% inspiration. Like, Gone Gone is my personal fave. Um, Igor's theme is, like, a second fave. Like, that album Puppet, like, it's just, a like, Tyler means a lot to me, and that album in particular... It's just honesty on steroids, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember last year I had a complicated situation with a girl, and running out of time was like... Uh, running out of time. Running yeah. out of time. That was like my theme song that got me through I it. I can imagine, you know? And, it's, and that's what I want. I want to have, like, a body of work that you could just tap into. Because, like, for instance, it was a heartbreak. It's, like, instantly what I go to for every heartbreak moment since I was, like... 13 yeah so literally street lights if i'm sad like literally if i had a bad day i'm running street lights over and over again at least four times oh yeah like, it's, it's a beautiful like, those, song like, medicinal records that just you tap into when you need it that's what i want this body of work to be that's a good way to put it medicinal records i like that yo yo i have those like to keep your head up it's like oh my goodness that's all that's me when i'm down oh absolutely uh, Ooh, when we were having a civil unrest which we're still having because the world is pretty crazy, but Kendrick Lamar, all right, this past summer has meant a lot more to me than ever before, just because of the energy of what's going on. Yeah, and that song just keeps resonating more each year. Absolutely. But to, to go back to Lupe for a minute, so Lupe, has he been a big influence on absolutely, you? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> when I was in the seventh grade, I didn't last in this sport, but he definitely inspired me to skate. Well, I remember he was, this was pre-Odd Future who kind of, you know, they, but this was the first kick push in Lupe in general, I feel like was the first intersection between hip hop and skater culture. Today, it's not a big deal, but back then it was mind blowing. Just in 2006, a rapper that's rapping about skateboarding, you're like, what the fuck? He's allowed to do this? Extremely well. Because like, there's, there's a people who can rap about skateboarding that can suck at rapping. And there's the people who talk about skateboarding that suck at skateboarding. Yeah. He's literally so good at both that the skateboard community was like, we love this. And then Iraq me like, yo, we love this. And in between, there was me like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to skate now. And I did yeah. for like a summer. And I kept hurting myself. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do ollies. That's like the, the only trick. And like, I had to be, there has to be no motion. Like, I have to be in place, put my feet, bloop. And that's yeah, and even then, it's difficult. Oh, yeah. I feel like most guys went through a phase where they tried to skate. Like yeah. I did, and I gave up almost immediately. 
I was like, I'm sick of hurting myself. Sorry, Lupe, I can't do it. Yo, I saw MTV scarred, and I was like, Oh God, that show was traumatizing. Yo, the one guy who landed on the stairs like this. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Now I'm having PTSD flashbacks to that show. I gave up in a moment. Yeah. (laughs) But not like besides just kick push. It's like hurt me so is my favorite Lupe record. Um, I used to recite Daydream. Um, when I was in middle school for English project, I, I had to break the um, intruder alert from the cool to talk about like immigration. Cause he had like the whole verse that was super poetic about immigration. And then in that same class, I talked about a little weapon to talk about child rebel soldiers. Like I, I was using him in classes. And I remember I used Common in the class before, I used Tupac in the class before, I used Nas in the class before. This is middle school me. And I was understanding the gap wasn't existing when it came to rap and literature. And I started to excel in my English classes. And ever since then, even to this day, I'm such a literature buff because I'm always in writing mode and I get writing mode from always studying. Well, I remember years ago, and I think you had that song, Peter Sparker, right? Yes. Yeah, this is what, 20... Five years ago. Yeah, 2015. But I remember... Didn't you say Great Gatsby had something to yes. do with that? Rolling up with Jay Gatsby. Yeah, yeah I love that bar. Literally, in my English, thank you, in my English class, that story, the rags the riches story, because I grew up in poverty, I resonated with it. I mean, like, just the desire he had to be different. And, like, even, like, the motif of, like, him using colorful things, everything I had was colorful. Damn, I can't believe it's already been five years since you dropped that. Yo, what a journey. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 12 years in now. And um, I think that's, like, my favorite thing about, like, being a rapper is, um, for, for me at least, it wasn't instant. I'm so glad it took this long because I had to find so many things about myself before it came. Because I wanted to be famous at 18. I would have crashed and burned for sure. Oh, yeah, you can absolutely get famous too early, too young. Yes. Now, I, I've had times where I'm like, you know, I want to get famous with comedy as soon as possible. Like when I was like <laughs> 21 and I was like, oh, no, I would have died of alcohol poisoning if I got famous then. Same, same. The time I was in college, that was my alcohol poisoning days. And it was just like, imagine if I had the money and the power to get whatever I want. Oh, dude, would have been a disaster. For sure. And who's we see so no? many of those stories. Yeah, who's going to say no? Yeah, I remember, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not a Macklemore fan, but I read this Macklemore interview that was interesting, where he's like, "If I got famous three years before I did, I would have died." He's like, "I would have had an overdose or something." No, that's right. I, 100% that would have happened to me. Alcohol would have been the thing that took me out, and if not alcohol, definitely, um, if I got famous at a younger age. It would have been, like, depression linked with suicidal thoughts. I didn't understand trauma. Yeah. I was, like, in my 20s. So in high school, imagine if I got famous off of a high school freestyle. I would have been super reckless and super angry without, like, emotional intelligence. I didn't even know what emotional intelligence was until 23. Yeah. So it was, like, I would have... A kid without emotional intelligence in Hollywood, I would have been a disaster. Oh, absolutely. No, I have those times where I was so reckless, and I'm like, if I had success then, it would have it would have just been a tornado of destruction. I don't even know what would have happened. Sure. Now, when you look at the Kanye's, the 
the mm-hmm. artist that influenced you the most mm-hmm. as a rapper, where would you say Lupe ranks on that list? Okay, so I'm not going to lie, he's not on the same tier as Kanye for me when it comes to the impact on my life, only because to me, Kanye is top five for me. And he's so good that I don't have a best Kanye album. I have a favorite Kanye album. Yeah, mine keeps changing. Yeah, because it's just like, man, like, I remember these moments. Like, they're like, they're like implanted in my head, like college dropout, first time I ever heard of hip hop. Um, late registration, Hurricane Katrina being in the fifth grade, um, George Bush doesn't care about black people, you know what I mean? Like, stronger with graduation. Like, every album is a moment in time for me. Like, even it was a heartbreak. That's the last physical album I ever bought because literally right after that, I discovered LimeWire. Just never bought yeah. a CD. <laughs> and it's just like, I can always say that and tie it back to his career. So, it's something special, you know what I mean? He's definitely on my Mount Rushmore of hip-hop, and he's definitely, like I said, like, granted, do I agree with Kanye West a person? 100% no. Yeah. Um, But me as an individual, I 100% appreciate him. And Lupe, I definitely appreciate him too, just not as much. But Lupe, um, he's easily in my Rolodex of inspiration. Easily top 15 for me. Yeah. Top 20, top 15. It's like I'm freestyling numbers in my head because there's so many rappers that exist. But Lupe's first two albums are two of some of the best rap albums I've ever heard. Easily. 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 Even people shit on lasers. I, For whatever reason, I didn't like lasers at first, but that one grew on me too. It's not as good as sure. the first two, but it's a good album. For sure. I really love the... Uh, I really... What's the one with um, John Legend? I'll never forget Oh, never forget you. you, yeah. Yo, that song is powerful. Um, the intro was powerful. Like, yeah, nah, Lupe Fiasco, he's forever a legend for me. Yeah, like, I can't wait to be him, too. Like, I hope I work with him, like, man. And, like, I hope that, like, I'm glad. I've been watching a lot of his interviews lately. Like, he did an interview with uh, Genius with Rob Markman. He's talking about how people give him his flowers. I'm so glad he knows that we appreciate him. Because I 100% wouldn't be him if he didn't make music. Yeah, absolutely. Because I see the influence a little bit. That's fire. <laughs> I used to hate the influence conversation until I understood influence. Um, well, there's a difference. But I'd say there's a difference between influence and ripping off. Because you can, like, yes. especially as a comedian, but I think this applies to any art form. Sure. I could see a comic and be like, oh, they're influenced by Chappelle. Or I could see a comic and be like, oh, no, they're just doing Chappelle. They're just, like, trying to be him. And I think that can apply to rap, but I don't see anyone that you're trying to be. I think you're being you, but I can but I can see who you like from the kind of music you make. And that's exactly how I want to approach hip-hop. Like, that's exactly why I feel like it's time for me to drop a debut EP. Because I can finally show you that. Like, before, like, I said, this is a 12-year journey for me. Year two, I was a Drake clone. Yeah. <laughs> Year two, I was a Kendrick clone. I was a Cole clone. And Wayne clone along the way. A Kanye clone along the way. A Jay-Z clone. Missy Elliott clone. Lupe clone. Cuddy clone. Travis clone. Just clone, clone, clone. Chance to rap. Like, list a bunch of people. I was literally taking what I heard, what I loved, and just, like, pretty much grabbing on to the source, which is, like, I would listen to Ass Rap every day. Like, yeah. that was one of my favorite albums ever. 
I will listen to it every day. And when I get in the studio, you might you might hear ah like you might yeah. listen to it rap. It's like that's not naturally me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm you're right. being chance. I'm being chance, and I had to appreciate chance without being chance. And that came with being a fan of myself. Well, dude, you need that kind of confidence, I think. You do. It's 100%. like it's essential to being successful and you know whatever you're chasing, because otherwise 100%. you'll you'll honestly you'll go crazy. Like you need to be 100%. your own biggest fan to keep going when it's difficult. A hundred percent. When I wasn't my biggest fan, I felt crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's easy. You you really and you gotta. I think you gotta learn to be your own biggest fan. It doesn't just happen. And it and it comes, in my opinion, it comes with trial and error. I remember doing a show three years ago, literally three years ago. Some of us, some of us, do my own indie show with my friends. Only four people came out. I cried, you know. I said, "This is never going to happen again." And I'm so grateful, you know what I mean? Like you go, you go through these rock bottom moments, and then your chin gets like rocked and checked. I'm not done fighting though. Now, do yeah. you do you have a favorite song you've made, or does it does it keep changing because you feel like you keep getting better? So you record a new song, you're like, "Wait, this is my favorite now." That's a great question. Um, okay, so the song that is absolutely my favorite I wrote four years ago, and I am 100 percent convinced that 2020 me, four years later, raps way better than 2016 me. But it's just. It was such a pivotal point in my life that this record will forever mean everything and be my favorite. But Kenny Powers is, honestly, if people ask me 50 years from now, Kenny Powers is my favorite Kissing song. Because I was homeless when I dropped it. I was homeless when I wrote it. I was homeless when I recorded it. And it was just rock bottom. It was just yeah. really a very, and I was an alcoholic. Like, this is pre-therapy. Like, I was just going through it. Like, this is pre-knowing what emotional intelligence was. I didn't even know what that was until I went to therapy. But it's just like, this was just a rock bottom experience for me. And there's no casino without Kenny Powers. Cause like that came at the 10 point mark of my career when I was really giving up on myself. I had post-grad depression. I just really wasn't where I needed to be mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of that. And when I dropped that record on my 24th birthday, I felt like a rapper for the first time ever. And like, Two years later, I still feel like a rapper. And at first, I always felt like a guy who just happened to rap. I like that a lot. You're like, I'm not a guy that's just trying to rap anymore. I'm a rapper. Yes. Well, you say yes. you wouldn't be Kasim without Kenny Powers, but I mean, it sounds like you also wouldn't be Kasim without that rock bottom moment overall. 100%. 100%. Like, that's what I mean pre-fame. Like, I got so many hardships out the way in my own privacy. But, like, the public's opinion will made it way harder for me back then. Because it was so much pressure as it is. So I'm just glad that I went through it when I went through it. I'm glad I haven't been back there. People always retract back to rock bottom. I'm so grateful that I got a roof over my head right now. You know? I'm so grateful that I haven't been drunk in so long. I haven't been drunk in years. Did you specifically... Stop drinking? Are you just... No, so I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you. I definitely take shots here and there just to celebrate moments. Yeah. But, like, I haven't been torn up, drunk, throwing up since college. And I'm grateful. Because I used to do that a lot. I used to do that every weekend. It's fun until it isn't. It was always somebody's birthday, yo. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get drunk, but it's this guy's birthday. I always have something to celebrate. Now I just celebrate differently, you know what I mean? Yeah. But still find reasons to celebrate. Yo, facts, yo, facts. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Bar Hop Podcast. Definitely follow Kasim at Kasim20NVR. And make sure you check out his music and keep your eyes peeled for that new EP. One day you can be that asshole that brags about how you were a Kasim fan before he was famous. <laughs>